Thank you for listening to our Faith Temple, NVPOG, broadcast. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just type Faith Temple, NVCOG in the search. Now you can also listen to us on your favorite podcast with just a search, Faith Temple NVCOG. Listen on the go with your favorite streaming platforms, like YouTube, Spotify, Audible, Apple, Amazon Music, Google, Facebook, and Anchor Podcasts. Say yeah, Thank you, to my Lord, oh, he's done great things. Yes, he has. He's done great things. Thank you, Lord. Say yes, 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 to my Lord. Brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And my feet on straight street. And now I walk upright. For he's done great things. He's done great things. And I'm yes, 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 my Lord. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bless you. Yes. Glory to God. Good morning, saints. I'm so glad to see you. I apologize for the technical difficulties this okay. morning, but this there has been a spiritual warfare going on. That's all right. And it started before today, but I'm taking that to mean that God has something great in store for us in this service today that there's something he wants to say to us that is of so much importance that there's been this battle but we have the victory in christ jesus so uh, we're now seeing and hearing each other and i would like to open up the service please bishop if you would with prayer thank you father hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. glory to his name glory hallelujah hallelujah old gospel song we just, him, we just sing it's me it's me it's me oh lord standing in the need of prayer yes, hallelujah yes, hallelujah not my brother not my sister not my mother not my daddy but it's me oh lord hallelujah right? we go to the to the throne of grace hallelujah let's have that in mind it's us it's me oh lord hallelujah Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In my God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Father, we just want to thank you this morning. We just want to thank you, Lord, for everything you've done and what you're going to do, Father. We truly just give you the glory and all the praise, Father, this morning. You woke us up, God, hallelujah. Started on another way. We don't know what this day is going to bring, but God, we trust you, God. We know that you have a plan for our lives, Lord, and you put purpose in our lives, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise your name, God. Hallelujah. Rebuke the enemy right now. Ah, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. By the authority, Jesus Christ has given us. Get thee behind us, Satan. Hallelujah. You won't hinder this program. You won't hinder this service any longer. Hallelujah. So we bless your holy name, Father. Hallelujah. For you gave us the victory. Hallelujah. We thank you this morning. Oh, Spirit of the living God. Hey, my God. Hallelujah.
touch right now, God. You know what everybody's going through. You know the problem. You know the issues, God. You know the situations that we're in, Father God. So we, God, we trust in you're going to bring us out, God. Every one of us, God, we got that victory. Thank you for your word, Father God. Oh, God, that assures us, God, that we have the victory and no weapon from the against us shall prosper. Oh, my Lord, my God, we thank you today, God. We thank you and we put our trust in you, God. Oh, bless the speaker today, God. Bring forth your word, God. Put your anointing in it, Father God. Touch and anoint each one of us to hear this word, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, Lord, let that word renew our minds, God. Put it in our hearts, Father God. Oh, God, that we govern our lives accordingly, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hey, my God, bless our apostles. Bless the leaders of the national NAF, God, Father God. Oh, every pastor, hallelujah, and their congregations, Father God. Let us stand true to your word, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we bless you, and we give you the glory, and we give you all the praise, Father. In the name of Jesus, we ask all these things, Father. In Jesus' name, touch, heal, and deliver. My Lord, my God, this day, this day, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love Jesus. He's my Savior. Yes, he is. From the raging, he's my shelter. Where he leads me, I will follow. I love Jesus, and he loves me. you. Does anybody have a testimony they would like to share? If not, I, I testify, Mother, God is good. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Mighty good God. He has done yes. great things. Yes. And I'm just testifying of his goodness because I'm yes. here this morning. I'm yes. Able to get out of the bed. I'm able to give him some praise. I'm able to thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Delivered me. Hallelujah. Gave me the victory over the enemy. And I just truly bless his holy name. Hallelujah. He has done so many great things. Hallelujah. People say, well, you testified of the same thing, but that's all right. He's <laughs> doing the same great things in my yes, life. Yes. We overcome by our testimonies. Hallelujah. Yes. If we fail to give God the praise now, hallelujah, when are we going to give him the praise? Hallelujah. So I praise him right now. I'm praising for the things I'm going to go through. Hallelujah. Because I'm assured that I got the victory and nothing can stop yes. me. Hallelujah. Yes. I truly thank God for for everything he's done in my life, in my wife's 
minister in my family, God. Hallelujah. I thank him so much. Hallelujah. He has blessed us and blessed my family. Hallelujah. We might not be perfect. Nothing is perfect. But long as I stay in the blood of Jesus, long as I trust in him, long as I seek his righteousness and seek his truth and feed off of his word, I know everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. It might be cloudy yesterday, but I believe it's going to be sunny tomorrow, Father God. I believe that the, 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 somebody said one time, the storm don't last forever. It will last. Hallelujah. So I thank God for everything that he's doing. Hallelujah. He's a good God. Hallelujah. Now, Bless his holy name, hallelujah. I thank him and I bless him right now. Glory, hallelujah. Pray for us. Continue yes, keep in your prayer. Continue to uh, just lift us up and encourage one another, Father. Oh, God, we just thank you. In yes, Jesus, oh, my Lord, God, I thank you. I thank him, hallelujah. What he's doing and how he's doing. Yes, being God. Hallelujah. The right saying that song. I praise and I worship him just for being God, yeah, yeah. all all by Himself. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pray for me, Thank saints. Hallelujah. 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 That is the testimony. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you for being God, for looking upon us. Who is man that you're mindful of us? Yes. Oh, but God so loved us, ah, that He chose to save us. He chose us. Bless your name, Lord. I did not ask anyone to sing this morning. Oh, uh, Mother, were you going to testify? Yes, I want to give honor to God this morning. Yes. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just want to thank God for each and every one of my Christian family. I, I yes. thank God. Thank you, Lord. Bishop, I thank God for an elder. And thank you, Jesus. Bigness, McLean, good yes. morning. Amen. Thank I, you, Lord. I never get the chance to say good morning to you, Diggins. But I want to say good morning to you this this time. Right. That's but right. I, I just want to thank good God. Good morning. He's been good to me. Yes, he has. And I just I, I reminisce over the days that I, that he had watched over me all through the years. Yes. And I wondered, you know, I hadn't. Do anybody have anybody to watch over them like God had watched over me for eighty-five years? And just, just, just think how to stand God and watch over your, your, yes. your child for that long. Amen. And I just thank God for taking care of me and guiding me along the way. He's been so good to me. I have a good life, and I just thank God for it because uh, nobody else can could have taken care of me like He had taken care of me. That's right. I thank Him. I thank Him. Thank I give all the honor this morning. Thank you, Lord. To uh, just so much I can thank him for because okay. I just I, you know I just love him I meditate on him all all the time and I just thank my God how how he watching me yeah he's taking yes. care of me and thank you uh, next week I, uh, the doctor say I need to come in there and get a, uh, another test so I know that uh, he's going to be with me all the way and I just I have no fear of anything I just thank God that he had took care of me this long and he would take care of me the rest of the way until he they come come on home and I, I I don't have any fear of it thank you Jesus I just know that he got me in his arms yes he does and uh thank you Lord Mother, thank you. I, 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 
I just, I, I don't know what else to say, but God Lord, is good. Yeah. And nobody could have <laughs> anybody to watch over them any better than God. Get Take Jesus anytime. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Anytime. He's a, he's a rock of my soul. And I thank yes, him. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a mighty God. Yes, Lord. Yes, what a, what a mighty God. Yes, yes. And I want to thank for each and every one of you all. Yes. I said we are uh, few in number, but we are love strong. <laughs> Amen. Thank and, uh, you, Lord. I love all of you. Thank you, Lord. Man. Glory to God. Oh, I, want, I want not acknowledge our uh, brother, uh, Jonathan. And he uh, showed up this morning and was on time, yeah. too. I'm so glad to see you, Jonathan. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I, I just want to give honor to God who gave my life. And to, I give honor to each and every one of y'all in your offices. Yes. I just want to thank God for just one more day. I want to thank you for taking care of me and taking care of raising the family and I get parcel and mother out. Thank you. Uh, I just truly thank God for just being God. I said no big testimony, but I just thank him for being God. You know, God, I've been six since maybe September. But God has kept his hands on me and God has healed my yes. body. Yes, he has. One day at a time. One day at a time. Yes. yes. He continued. I just got to him. And nobody you, can, he, he can do it. You know, you go to doctors and doctors yes. and doctors. They can't figure nothing out, but mm -hmm. I just pray and one I pray. I laid the bed and prayed all night long. That's right. God, say, God, thank you, God. Thank, thank you, God. Lord. Thank you, Lord. 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 Everything that He's doing. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the testimonies. Thank God for what He's doing. Yes. All done is doing and will do in our lives. I am grateful for what He's done. And I was saying that I didn't ask anyone to sing this morning. The, the song that was on my heart was the last song that Elder played before we began. And that is All the Way. All I'm the way. going all the way. That's right. I'm going all the way with the Lord. I've made my choice. If I could sing, I'd sing it, but I'm no singer. <laughs> I'm going all the way. Yes, I heard it. the song on my heart. Hallelujah. <laughs> You're gonna put deaconess on the spot. But anyhow, let it ring in your hearts as we go forth in the message. Elder, if you would please put up our subject for today. For our uh, today. And it is having a long-term view. Having a long-term view. And I want to give an example, before we get into the scripture, I want to give an example of a natural uh, failure to have a long-term view. When I was about, I was between 18, maybe 20, no older than 20, there was an insurance man visiting my mother. And I know I'm dating myself because insurance people don't go to people's houses now, but back in the day. I remember mother. <laughs> thank you, Bishop. When insurance men would come to, I don't know of any women at that time, would come to the home, sometimes to collect a premium or to sign someone up for a, a, some insurance. And at any rate, he was there speaking with my mother. And for some reason, he took attention of me and he said, have you 
thought of opening a retirement plan. Well, I looked at I thought, a retirement plan. I am barely, if I was 20, I was barely 20. Retiring was the law, was the furthest from my mind. In my mind, retiring was so far away that I had plenty of time to worry about retiring. I was doing what I had set to do, going to college. I was working part-time. I bought a car. I was living in the moment and feeling quite good about what was going on, not being able to see the day which now I'm in a time of retirement. So that is failing to have in the natural, a long-term view. But in the scripture, I want to read from 2 Timothy, I will read from 2 Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8. And this is Paul speaking at the end of his life. He knows that he is about to die. And he's speaking to Timothy. And these are his words. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not only, to, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. That last verse eight is what I would like us to pay particular attention to. Paul knew that he had done what God wanted him to do in his life as he acknowledged in, in uh, verses six and seven that he had fought a good fight and finished the course, kept the faith. And now he was going to receive that crown, that crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge said, he says, shall give me at that day, but not unto me only. I put the butt in there but unto all them also that love his appearing. Paul had an understanding that was beyond his own salvation. He had a view that he recognized that not only his life was benefited, but others also were benefited by knowing Christ Jesus. And he had been instrumental in that occurring in the lives of people at that during his lifetime and up to this day and I'm sure will continue on and on. So that is having a long-term view, seeing beyond the confines of our lives, our times on this earth, even our time in heaven. Because a lot of times as saints of God, we're saved, we're living for him and we're looking forward to going to heaven. But it's not all about us going to heaven. God has an eternal view. He knows the end from the beginning. That is hard for my little mind to even comprehend. There's nothing hidden from him. But we are a part of his plan. Those of us who are saved, who are justified by faith, and we are sanctified, which means set apart for the master's use. We have a purpose and a plan for our lives that will not only impact us, but for generations to come. God has a generational view. 
He's not just thinking in terms of like we do. Me, mine, where I'm going, what I'm doing, and the reward I'll have in heaven. It does not stop there. Just as Paul acknowledged that it was not to him only, but to them also that love his appearing. We have a part to play. Each saint of God has a, per God created us and he saved us. He created everybody, but he saved us. We became his children. And we are now to go forth and do what he has called us to do. But let me be sure to make this clear. Before we can do anything, we've got to be something. And that being is saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, justified by faith, sanctified, as I said, set apart for his use. We're being reproduced into his likeness day by day as we live for him, as we study his word, as we become more and more like him. You all have heard it many times. You'll probably hear it over and over and over. But there's a progressive sanctification occurring in our lives. That's right. That is necessary before we can do anything. Some people have jumped out there to do something for God. And it has ended up in a shipwreck, done damage to them and to other people. We know of situations where people, sometimes in great big ministries, the next thing you know, there's this scandal. That happens because that person was not where he or she needed to be in God. Maybe they weren't ready to step out there. Obviously not for that to have occurred. And I'm not saying that we have ever reached perfection, but we are striving for perfection. We are living our lives as unto the Lord. Now compare that with the sinner whose focus is totally on what he's accomplishing, what he's doing, kind of like where I was, living in the moment. You know, there is a parable that Jesus gave, and I don't have that to put on the screen. I'm sorry, I didn't get it to Elder. But there's a parable in Luke chapter 12, where Jesus talks about a rich man, and he had a plentiful bounty of crop, so much so that he tore down his old barn and he built a new barn. And he said he was just rejoicing in what he had accomplished, the things that he had. And he said, I'll build this new barn. And after he built the barn, he said, I'll eat, drink, and be merry. Yes. And the Lord said, thy fool, thy soul is required of thee this day. Yes, Lord. He did not know he would never get to enjoy that barn that he built. Mm. But that was where his focus was. He could not see beyond his little world, his things. Elder quoted that scripture last week that moths will corrupt and thieves will break through and steal. Things don't last. Saints used to say only what we do for Christ will last. Yes, that's right. That is our purpose as saints of the most high God. Now, sometimes it is to live for him, to be his ambassadors in the earth, Sometimes people here do a work for God and they think, well, I, does that mean I have to preach? I got to have some office in the church. Not necessarily. They mean that. Most of all, it means you need to be that light he's called us to be. I need to be. All of us need to be. 
what he's called us to be, living epistles, read of men. Amen. That we will be the light that so shines that people will see our good works and glorify our Father. I think it is difficult. I know at least it's difficult for me to really grasp that understanding of the vastness of God's creation that has been here from the time he spoke it into existence to the eternity and beyond. Well, there's no beyond eternity. Eternity goes forever with him. Again, our minds tend to be con kind of limited if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to stretch it to just basically what's going on around us. Even when we're saved, we're busy taking care of our families. We're busy doing what we do in life. But I think the Lord wants us to stop for a moment and to think about that eternal, that long-term view that goes beyond our lifetimes. It goes beyond even our getting to heaven. So I want to read, well, before I do that, before uh, uh, Elder puts up the next scripture, I want to just kind of recount a little bit about Paul. We all know about Paul's life. We know that he was a persecutor of the church. He killed Christians. He locked them up. He saw Christianity as going against the law and that it was his responsibility to help to blot it out. But one day, Paul had an experience on the Damascus Road. And that's the, the scripture that I'd like Elder to put on the screen now. And it says, and Paul is describing it here. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me and when we were all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, that was Paul's name at that time. Why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But arise and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So that was a dramatic revelation of the Lord. Yeah. Now, all of us had a revelation, all of us who are saved. God showed himself to us, revealed himself to us, we then saw ourselves in our need for him, that we had no other way to be reconciled, reconciled to God the Father, but through Jesus Christ. Jesus paid a price that he didn't owe and one that we could not pay. But by the grace 
and the salvation through Jesus Christ, we become the children of God. So after this encounter, Saul was led to by the people that were with him because he was blind to a residence and he was there for three days fasting, you know, not eating. And I would imagine thinking about what had just occurred. In the next scripture, I'm going to talk about Ananias, who was a Jewish man, a devout Jewish man, who obviously knew about the Messiah's coming and believed in it. And that's in Acts 9, the words of Ananias. And he's saying, and the Lord said unto him, Ananias saw this in a vision. Then the voice came to him out of that vision. Arise and go into the street, which is called straight and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth and have seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he have done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And, how, and here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind up all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, him being Ananias, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And I will show him how great things he must suffer for my sake. So Ananias obeyed God. In spite of, in my imagination, I can picture the reaction that he had, because I could imagine the reaction that I would have had. Who, that man? Yes. You want me to go to that man? But see, our ways are not God's ways. So we cannot decide or even know all the that who God intends to use, who he intends to save. God chose Paul, just as he's chosen us to live for him and to do a work for him. So Ananias obeyed. He went to, to Saul, who then became Paul, prayed for him. The scales came off of Saul's, Paul's eyes. He received the instruction on what the Lord wanted him to do. He accepted that. And he did that. And I want to take note of something right here, because I think it's noteworthy in both Paul's life and Ananias's life. And last week we talked about Mary, how when they heard the voice of the Lord, they obeyed, even though there were, there were indications they didn't understand everything. Like Mary, when Gabriel came to her, she said, how can that be that I will bear the Messiah? I've not known a man. But she said, but according to thy word, be it unto me. Paul, when he came to know who Jesus Christ was, nobody could outwork what Paul did. I think he probably had the greatest ministry of all time. Paul established, in, I was reading, more than 20 churches, either directly or indirectly, some came up with what they call organically, but it was because of the message that he was preaching. He traveled throughout the Roman Empire, spoke with many. Many were saved during Paul's ministry. 
God used him mightily, but he had to say yes, Lord, first. Just as Ananias had to agree, in spite of his fear and concern about this man who had been killing Christians, and here God is telling me to go to him. But Ananias did as the Lord bade him to do. He prayed for Saul, uh, Saul who became Paul. And look at the result of his obedience. And I thought about, we need to have a yes, Lord, in our hearts. That when we hear the voice of the Lord, that we are quick to obey. Now, I am not telling you that that is easy. It's not easy because our flesh wars against the spirit. But God gives us the grace. He gives us the anointing. He has equipped us for everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything that we have to live this life to do his will has been given to us. But what we have to do is yield to his will, to have a yes, Lord, like Mary, who said, according to thy word, be it unto me. Like Ananias, who moved and did what the Lord called him to do. Like Paul, when he met the Lord in that dr dramatic manner, and Ananias told him what his work was to be, he went forth and did it, and he did it wonderfully in my way of describing, where many were saved in his lifetime and continue to be saved throughout the generations. And that's the point I'm giving, getting to. God has a generational view. He has a long-term view. As I said before, he knows the end from the beginning. He knows every hair on our heads. He knows the hairs are going to be on everybody that has been before and, and will be. But we have to come to realize that God's plan is a generational plan. And to see ourselves as a part of that plan. I asked, uh, I told you all last week about my cousin Carolyn, who passed, and she was the historian of the family. She had been working on researching our ancestry Well, she and I were related on our mother's side. Our mothers were sisters. So she was researching both her mother and father's side. But the information that I want to show today is from my mother's side, my mother's uh, family. And it goes back several generations. And that was, and I'm not putting that up there for you all to know anything about my life per se, but to, this visualization helped to bring even clearer into my mind. Every face that you see up there, all of those people, and some of them we don't have faces for, but they have died. The ones that are living, they only have the date and they say um, that you're living, but it's private. But everybody up here is deceased. And when you're researching, there's a date of birth, there's a date of death and there's a dash in between. The life happens in the dash. And when I'm researching and I'm looking back at these faces of my ancestors, I don't know a whole lot about them. I know about my grandparents because my mother told me. She told me about her father, who was a man who loved the Lord, who prayed so fervently. She said that the children would get nervous. She and her brothers and sisters would get nervous. He had seven of them, so he, they probably needed to get nervous but because I can imagine what it was to raise seven children. 
But I believe, Deaconess, that when my grandfather prayed, he was calling down the thunder and that those children witnessed it and it had an impact on their lives and on their lives to my life. And I believe from my life to my children's life because I know what the Lord has promised. He said he would save us and save our households. He thinks generationally. So when you look up here and it goes back, uh, the last date that I have up here is from 1870. That was my great grandfather who lived in some places it has his date of birth is 1820. So that one from 1820 to 1902 was 82 years. That was a long life. But I have very little information on what occurred in his life. But I know what occurred in his son, Isaac's life, who was my mother's father. And what ultimately occurred in her life and in my life. Do you see the point I'm making here? God looks beyond our days, the boundaries of our lives into eternity and what will occur from generation to generation. There's a scripture that I want to read. I know I don't have it for the screen, but it's in Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse nine. So if you give me a chance, I will pull it up and read it to you. I can see the benefit of ministering in person when all the preacher has to say, turn with me to such and such text. But it says in Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse nine, therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. I can't even comprehend a thousand generations. That uh, display that I showed you went back four generations. But do you know that the generations go all the way back to Adam and Eve? That we are now living in this little space of time and somewhere if the Lord doesn't return and somebody chooses to look up our lives, they will see more likely research by the date we were born and the date we die. And that, as I said before, that dash in between is where we have a period of time to live our lives for Jesus Christ, to have an impact in this world, to be the lights that he's called us to be. First of all and foremost, to be before we do anything, saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, so that we can represent him in this earth, so that we can have a long-term view of what God has a view of, and that our lives will impact generations to come in our own families and in many other families in the world. That is a commission from the Lord. And it, to me, it is, is mind blowing, you know, to recognize yourself in this little plan, in your little space in here, in this space of time, in God's plan. From the date you're born and that dash and that date you die and go on, hopefully those of us are saved will go on to be with the Lord in eternity. 
but we will have left a record in this earth that will have an impact, as I've said over and over, on generations to come. As I mentioned before, saints used to say only what we do for Christ will last. And like most of what they said when they were speaking in the Holy Ghost, that is absolutely true. The world does not care about us. And I'm going to give an example from Pastor Paul. Now, we know anybody knew Pastor Paul, he had a vision of heaven. I, when I married him, he was talking about heaven. And being spiritually immature in the beginning of our marriage, it used to bother me. Like, this man is always talking about heaven. What is he trying to go? <laughs> but it's not that he was trying to leave. He had that understanding of where he was headed. But he also knew his responsibility in the earth. That's why he held on in that water when it rose from his knees to his chest. And he said he was crying and spitting out water when the boat wrecked saw his son die, but he held on because he knew he had a work to do. He knew he had a family. He said, he thought of me. He thought of Samuel and Angela, who Samuel at that time was four and Angela was nine months old. He held on. He didn't choose to fall over in that water and drown because he knew his work was not done. So I didn't need to worry about his talking about heaven. His talking about heaven because he knew ultimately what his end would be because he lived for Christ. But when he passed, when you're married, there's a lot of business to take care of because your lives are so intertwined. There are documents to be changed. There are accounts to be changed from joint to individual. So I was in the process of doing that with one of our accounts. And I called the institution and I was speaking with the lady. And like most wives, I knew all of the personal identifiable information, date of birth, social security number, count number, all that's in my memory bank. Go ahead and look it up. And she was having trouble finding him. I was like, how can you not find him? So even though we were joint account holders, he was the primary, I was the secondary. So I gave her the number for me. She pulled it up by that. And she said to me, well, he's deceased because I had taken the death certificate to them. So we've taken him out of our system. When I got off of the phone, I cried. I said, Lord, it's as if he never lived. As far as the world was concerned, he was out of their computer system. They couldn't even find him. That is what the world thinks of our life. That is the value that we have in the world. But what we do for Christ will last. That is the thing to remember. So I was saddened by what the world said to me, but then the Lord let me hear what the saints said, what the neighbor said, what other people said about the witness that he was in his, he was in their lives. People I didn't even know. When did he talk to him? <laughs> but he was about his father's business. He was telling people about Jesus every chance he got. We would go to the children's games when they were young. He would be talking to people. Sometimes I said, will you please leave those people alone? <laughs> but they remembered this man of God. They remembered how he made him, them feel and what he talked to them about. And that was Jesus Christ. That is the eternal value of his life. That is what we saints must have our eyes upon. That our lives are not just about now 
they're not just about heaven, but they are about generations. That generational view that God has. Are you hearing what the spirit of the Lord is saying? I guess like everybody who preaches or teaches, I wonder, am I making the point? But I trust the Holy Ghost that this word is falling on good soil, that we are coming to recognize who we are in Christ Jesus, that we have a responsibility in him, first of all, to be what he's called us to be, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, living for him, representing him in this earth as his ambassadors. And as we do that, we are having an impact that will not only have an impact on our lives, in the lives of our families, but in generations to come. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. What a privilege, privilege it is to serve him. Saints, I have given you what the Lord gave me. And I thank him. I thank him for his word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord, that you love us so much that you chose us and you want us, Lord, to say yes to your will and to your will and your way, that we will do what you called us to do, that, Lord, we will have that eternal view that goes beyond the span of time of our lives, but into eternity our eternity with you and in the generations to come. And we will be careful always to give you all of the glory and the honor and the praise for it all belongs to you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, saints. God bless you, saints. Have a wonderful week. God loves you and I love you too. God bless you, mother. Love y'all. God love you too. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye all. Bye bye. <laughs>